The content provided in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as financial advice. We are not making recommendations, nor are we providing financial analysis of any kind. We are self-proclaimed morons and should not be trusted with your investments. Always conduct your own research and consult with a qualified financial advisor before making any investment decisions. Welcome to Stock Gamblers from Hershey, Pennsylvania. I am George Howell. And from Wallingford, Pennsylvania, I am Chris Carbonara. What is well, going on? Happy uh, happy preemptive holidays. Yes, really. It's 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 God, it's coming really quickly, isn't it? Um, I keep thinking it's still the week before Thanksgiving. But uh, it won't slow down. No, 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 no. That's true. Uh, what are you up to? What are you uh, getting ready for everything? Yeah, yeah, trying to finish up some shopping, trying to get all that crap done early, but you know how that is. It will mm-hmm. uh, it will never be over. <laughs> no, and I always go into that the 11th hour panicking, panicking, like, I didn't get enough, or I didn't get this, or I didn't get that. Yeah, everyone's going to hate me. The whole world's going to turn against me. Yeah. Every single time. My, my goal every holiday season is not to have to go to Walmart Christmas Eve. <laughs> Does, has it worked? Uh, yeah, I've been pretty good for a while. I don't know about you, but I... I have done that. I have definitely done that before. Oh yeah, I've done that. I think I may have even, in my youth, gone out Christmas Day. You know. <laughs> oh geez. Well, you know, you don't think that far ahead when you're younger. <laughs> I remember the worst experience I ever had was it. It was Christmas Eve, and I went out with friends mostly because of boredom, <laughs> but mm-hmm. but still, like I did have some Christmas presents I could buy, and we happened to be there for changeover in line at like you know 11 59 at night and they had to shut down every single till really do the midnight changeover into the next day and it was a mob i bet they were really well respectful and and (laughs) had to to act together and were you know that's exactly what it was i doubt they still do that but i i can't tell you the last time i was in a walmart at midnight i I try to avoid Walmart. Um, the one near me, the one where you used to live, right around there. Oh, area. the at East End Walmart. I know that Walmart oh, well. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, there's some fine quality people watching in that one. Um, that is an experience. Yeah. When you really have to go, you go like eight o'clock in the morning. You don't want to go yes. after like nine or ten. You know, when the chuds yeah. get up, then you know. Always, always morning. during daylight. Like the latest, the latest you go in there is like directly after work, and you better be ready. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right, right. And that shop right that's right across from the way is no better. That, no, no, it crazy. is not. That oh is, that, man, I was so glad to get out of that area just because <laughs> that, that grocery store is run down. And the alternative is like drive 25 minutes. Or that little produce place around the corner, which you're not going to get any meat there. You'll just get produce. Right. That's about it, right. And maybe some aloe or something. I don't know. Oh, that's funny. So how about <laughs> you? What uh, What plans do you have for the holidays? Well, I survived my my parents spending the night last night. Um, oh. I had to drop them off at the airport. 
uh, 5 a.m. I had to drop them off at the Philly airport. They were on their way to Florida. They're snowbirds. And the best part about it was um, our kitten decided to stalk them both. And she was repeatedly attacking them out of nowhere, like dropping out of things and coming up under things. And Oh, it's amazing. Chasing them, going this way, going that way. Got one point, my dad was getting ready to go to bed and I hear him going, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Screaming and yelling in the background. <laughs> then I go down this morning, I get up. 4 30 and my mom is sitting up she didn't go to sleep she just sat up and watched tv all night because she was afraid she was going to miss her flight so she sat up oh wow so they're going to be down in florida so i'm not going to be seeing them until probably after the new year which un unfortunately that's 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 their life they love getting down there to florida they leave their orphan son behind me <laughs> and i'm stuck in the cold pencil tucky while they're enjoying florida but that's okay other than that, nothing else really planned. I'm excited to be off from work for a week. So that's always a good thing. So that, that, that's why you look about as tired as I feel. The uh, The dog woke up at three o'clock in the morning and woke my wife and I both up and I've been up ever since. So for no been, reason, just felt like waking you up. Yeah, just felt like, yeah, had to had to go pee. Mm, mm, okay. Mm -hmm. They do that. Yeah, yeah, they do. So, uh, what about the uh, the Christmas uh, preparation that you did for the segment on this show? The Christmas preparation for the segment I did on this show. Uh, uh, that came up wrong. That was all word salad. I'm either having a stroke <laughs> or exhausted. Um, what okay, about so the holiday segment that you've prepared for this show? The holiday segment that I prepared for this show. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just making that up. I wanted to see if you would come up with something off the top. I know. Of you head. know what? I don't have the um, I don't have the uh, uh, improv improvisational skills today that I usually have. Um, I was going to have do a Santa suit. No, but I was going to do an interpretive dance. Um, I was going to do a Krampus interpretive dance. Um, for those that don't know who Krampus is, does anybody know who Krampus is? Or is it Krampus? I say Krampus. Well, I, I grew up in a German household, so I right. definitely know who Krampus yeah. is. Yeah. He's basically the anti-Santa, you know, he gets the bad kids and he beats them and puts them in what burlap sacks and drowns them or something. He has a drowning tub. One of my favorite stories. Yeah. I just love, love the whole idea of Krampus in general. Mm -hmm. Torture the children that are bad. Mm -hmm. That's the only way they're going to comply. I mean, That's I'm, I'm, I'm of the mindset with children that you take the opposite approach of the court of law where you can just bully them into mm -hmm. being molding them in the way that you want. So I, I'm even I'm fine with letting the innocent innocent kids get tortured by Krampus. My only concern is um, when the kids turn the tables on you when it's time to go into the home. You know, they put you in the nursing home. You know, they're like, that's it. All well, those I, years you tortured me. That's why I didn't have kids. I'm just going to rot in my house all by myself. Oh, they'll find you in about three weeks. Right. <laughs> right yeah. The neighbors <laughs> will complain when it smells. Dude, <laughs> the neighbor across the street from me that happened to and no one knew. Ooh. Yeah, like I, I, I didn't know. You couldn't smell anything. Like she was all boarded up, you know. Like, wow. it, she, like apparently she was dead for like a month before Ooh. anyone found out. And I, I, I'm just sitting here like, yep, that'll be me. Give me, give me a couple decades. Make, no, hopefully, hopefully a couple decades. It's not going to be you because you're going to die first. That's the deal you made with your wife. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I can go out pretty, and she can fester for months. <laughs> Pining away for Georgie. <laughs> oh, that's uh, let's hilarious. head out into our lovely recaps. Why don't we do that? 
Recapping news from last week, McDonald's is launching a new chain called Cosmix, focusing on beverages and aiming to compete with Starbucks and Dunkin' in afternoon coffee markets. The new concept will begin testing in the suburbs of Chicago and features a menu with quirky items like churro frappe and s'mores cold brew. While Cosmix is seen as a significant long-term opportunity for McDonald's, analysts caution that it will be costly to build and will take time to have material impact on the competitors like Starbucks. I, I think it's a pretty smart idea, especially with how competitive uh, Duncan and Starbucks have become. But I, my take on it is uh, it's an oversaturated market already. I don't know where they're going to build and add new value. Well, plus they don't have the, uh, I mean, I know some people do it, but not a lot of people hang out at McDonald's for like two or three hours. You know, it just doesn't have that, that same feel that Starbucks has to it. Are they really going to sit in McDonald's or is it all just going to be just, you know, drive through to go? You know what I mean? It's usually like the, the retiree morning crowd that does it from like, and they're not going to drink those things. They're going to drink. No, no, they drink like horrible black coffee. That's watered down. Like it's like what my grandmother used to Uh do. Drink the miserable black coffee. And uh, they they just sit there with papers for hours, and I, I don't ever aspire to be like that. I did do that once when I was down at the trailer. Uh, we were still in the pandemic, so we were working from home, and I didn't have internet at the trailer. So I would go to the McDonald's in the morning, and I would have like our my meetings, my my team meetings and stuff at McDonald's. You know, oh, that's amazing. It was me and all the senior citizens at the next table. You know, just <laughs> having our morning, having our fun. It was it was cool though. But I did I used to love to go with my grandparents though they would they would go and they would want to sit there for hours and read the paper and i'd just eat those shitty pancakes and that little <laughs> the flat Tupperware sauce little, yeah the little little cardboard tray or whatever hey those there was a point when that was like the best breakfast around like it just because you were going out to mcdonald's for breakfast it was like it was cheap you got like seven things for like a dollar 99 or something right. it was it was nuts tasted good to me i was a kid what the hell do yeah. i know Right. You want to take the next one too? So we back on our colored track. Yeah, I stole that from you. <laughs> Morgan Stanley's Michael Wilson, known for his bearish stance, has raised concerns about the ability of major U.S. traded companies to maintain their profit margins in 2024. Analysts have recently lowered earnings per share forecast for fourth quarter of 2023, reflecting signs of profit margin softness while analysts still predict an 11.8% earnings growth for 2024. Wilson is more cautious, projecting only a 7% growth rate, only 7%, emphasizing the importance of profit margin expansion for future earnings. This means nothing to me. (laughs) Uh, It's, again, six of one, half a dozen of another. um, It it is only an example of the economy going back and forth and experts being completely full of crap and then saying something totally different a week later yep when we come back in january it will be the same thing i mean in theory i can remember when um like nine percent growth was expected when i was working at qvc and there were years we would have like 12 percent growth you know 13 percent growth and as 
great as those years were, as soon as it dipped below that, it was like, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. We're no longer profitable. It's like, no, we're still making millions and millions of dollars. We're just, you know, not right. making as many as we were before. But any, any safe investment is considered to be great at 5% growth and they wanted nine. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, no, we were up to 12 and then it would get mad when we went down to 11 or nine. Oh, or wow. you know? Yeah. It's <laughs> ridiculous. But anyway, moving on, Cigna has announced a significant stock buyback of $10 billion raising its total share repurchased authority to $11.3 This move comes amid reports that the company has abandoned its bid to purchase rival Humana due to disagreements over financial terms. Cigna's share rose by 9% in pre-market trading following the announcement, while Humana's shares also saw a 2% increase. So that's not going through. We talked about that last week, didn't we? Okay, that that's why it's a recap, yeah, because uh, it changed. Uh, we... they. <laughs> Smart they answer. heard us call bullshit and oh, really? they said, oh crap, this is going to be antitrust or, uh, or a monopoly. We better pull out. Oh, man, stock numbers. We, we have power, man. We have street cred. We definitely do. Now on to some stock news. Hang Tan, Apple's head of iPhone and Apple Watch design, is leaving the company in February. Tan has been involved in the design of various Apple devices, including the iPhone, watch, and AirPods. His departure marks another change in Apple's design team, which has seen shifts since the former design chief, John Ive, left in 2019. That's a huge hit. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know... He designed the iPhone. Uh, he designed iterations of the iPhone. Johnny okay. Ive was behind it for years, okay. but uh, I've left. So uh, I guess he took over and, um, you know, we'll see. It's just another suit. Replace him. Yeah. Occidental Petroleum has announced an almost $11 billion agreement to acquire Crown Rock, a West Texas oil producer. This move aims to help Occidental keep pace with the industry consolidation following major deals by competitors like ExxonMobil and Chevron. Crown Rock holds significant assets in the Permian Basin, and this acquisition will add approximately 170,000 barrels of oil equivalent per day to Occidental's production in 2024, enhancing its presence in this key region. Everyone is buying everyone. Everyone's buying everyone, and we still can't get away from fossil fuels. <laughs> that was the last one of last week's picks was a was an oil company, wasn't it? Or was that a month ago? I don't know. Uh, you pick all the oil companies. I do, I do. And I don't know why. I, I I I believe in global warming, but I also want to get rich. So I don't <laughs> an investor group consisting of Arc House Management and Brigade Capital has made a five point eight billion dollar offer to take department store chain Macy's private. The offer values Macy at $21 per share, representing, representing a 20.76% premium from its closing price on Friday. While Macy's has been struggling with its retail business, the investor group is likely interested in the company's real estate portfolio, which has been estimated to be worth between $5 billion and $8.5 billion, including its iconic Herald Square property in New York City. Macy's share surges over 19% in response to the buyout offer. Do so, you see Macy's coming back? No. 
I um, actually was just rereading one of my reviews of Macy's. Um, I was there, I guess, forget what holiday it was. Uh, there's a Macy's right up at the Springfield Mall, and it just looked picked through, desperate, desolate. It didn't have that Macy's flair that it used to have. Like it, And the prices, I mean, Macy's is overpriced, but you could always find a deal here and there, especially in the clearance jewelry section. But it didn't have it this time. It was like over like $100 for a little tiny pair of gold hoop earrings. They're just not what they once were. Yeah, Macy's today is like what Hex was like 10, 15 years ago. And, and mm-hmm. that's what like, I don't know, J.C. Penney was a few years before that. Like it's yeah. just all down. Macy's used to be considered like like a, like a Wanamaker. Yeah, yeah, like a Wanamaker, like a not not your Boscovs or not your Coles. It's right. like it was always a higher end. But I also noticed, though, that nobody goes in that store in the mall. It's just like it's at the end. It just stays there kind of in its little corner and people just ignore it anymore, you know, but what I'm curious about is they're saying that the, um, the property is more valuable than the company. Well, that's what they're saying in New York, in New right? York. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy what rent goes for there. Wow. That's crazy. The Bloomberg subdial watch index, which tracks the prices of the 50 most sought after luxury switch watches in the secondhand market has fallen by 10% year over year reaching a new two-year low. The decline has impacted brands like Rolex, Patek, Philippi, and Ottermanners, Paquette. You can tell how rich I am. While the market for new Swiss Swiss watches remained strong in 2023, the secondhand market has been seeing falling prices, although there is still a healthy volume of transactions indicating that watches are being bought and sold albeit at lower prices. The decline in the secondhand market has been attributed to factors such as rising interest rates and a slowdown in demand driven by social media influencers and cryptocurrency. Time to buy a Rolex. Is there any bigger waste of money than um, a Rolex or a Cartier or any of those? something that you're going to get held at gunpoint on the street for? Right. Something that you're basically telling people, yo, I got like, I got like, 15 grand on my hand here. I got a hundred grand on my wrist, you know, <laughs> come and get it. Yeah. I don't, I, I, don't I don't get it. Uh, I've always liked, <laughs> I, I have a fossil watch collection. Okay. Just good though, but they're not, I, I love them. I never right. wear them anymore because now I got, now I got the smart watch, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, I don't wear watches at all. Yeah, I uh I but I live close to an outlet store, so I used to be mm-hmm. able to in uh the early 2000s go in and get a new watch for like 20 bucks. So mm-hmm. I have a few of them cuz they were dirt cheap. Well, I mean, I don't understand that like the cost to me doesn't justify or 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 the the quality of the product. I mean, I'm sure they're they're well made obviously. But are they that well made that you're going to be spending 10, 15, 20, 30 grand on a watch? You know, like, I don't, couldn't tell you. I, uh, it's what rich people do, I guess, to feel good about themselves. <laughs> I gave up wearing a watch for the longest time and just used my phone and, uh, uh-huh. only got a watch because I got old and have, uh, health concerns. <laughs> time, well, time to go to the doctor. Yep. 
Media mogul Shari Redstone is reportedly in talks to sell controlling interest in National Amusements, the parent company of Paramount, to Skydance, a media and entertainment company. This news comes after shares of Paramount Gold increase surged by incorporated, sorry, surged by 13% following reports that Skydance and Redburn Capital were exploring a potential deal. Skydance, known for producing blockbuster films like Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, and Top Gun, Maverick. This could be more interested in Paramount's intellectual property and movie studio, potentially leading to the sales of its TV assets, including CBS. Who talked about this before? Who who said Paramount was probably likely to sell? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Did you? Um, just a little predictable. That's all. I uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, consolidation is coming to streaming services. GameStop has announced a plan that allows its CEO, Ryan Cohen, to use the company's cash and equivalents of approximately $900 million to buy stocks of other companies. This move has raised eyebrows among some analysts, with Wedbrush's uh, Michael Pachter calling it one of the most in inane moves we have ever seen. The company's decision to invest in equities other than its own has led to concerns about its ability to achieve better returns in the market amid economic uncertainty. So GameStop, <laughs> GameStop had the stock run from uh, Wall Street Bets Group, uh, and then they realized that their uh, company is probably inevitably doomed, so they decided to become a Berkshire Hath Hathaway. They're buying other company stocks? I mean... Yeah, it makes sense to me. I mean, really, that uh, that almost does make GameStop GameStop stock appealing to me because yeah. if they're if they're going to invest in other companies and and if they actually have a good money manager, <laughs> I never heard of that before. But okay, well, doesn't Berkshire do the same thing? Warren Buffett's company? Yeah, but I, they... I don't. They're not a video game company. <laughs> That's <laughs> right? What they do. That's what I mean. But, That's what they do. <laughs> but video games are are deader than dead. I mean, like. I have not bought a physical video game and I don't even know how long everything has been digital. How, how yeah. can GameStop continue to exist? I mean, they got into oh. like the, the basic like uh, video game equivalent of Spencer's gift where the gifts where they sell like, <laughs> you know, all the little pop characters or whatever yep. the, those things are called. Because, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, other than selling plastic garbage, what are they? I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, I guess the big allure for them is, at least for me, was picking up used games cheap. You know, I would just go in there and drop maybe 50, 60 bucks and get like three or four games, you know, that I always wanted to try, but I waited. But I don't see a reason to go there anymore. Um, I don't, I'm not really buying games. So I, I used to love exactly what you're doing, them and Blockbuster and going in and, and buying used games for nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, that was really the only time I played games. Once I stopped doing that, I and also stopped having time for it. I, I don't really play right. many games anymore. Mm -hmm. And now, all I, right, I, getting I, go ahead. No, yeah, I was gonna say the only thing I do is I play on my phone. That's about it. You know, I <laughs> right. quick game on my phone and not cost anything. Getting back on track, Microsoft has reached a tentative agreement with the Communication Workers of America on union contract language governing the company's use of artificial intelligence. The agreement incorporates Microsoft's six 
previously announced AI principles, which commit the company to ensuring AI systems treat people fairly and empower them. It obligates Microsoft to inform the union whenever its implementation of AI or other automation may impact work performed by union members and negotiate over the impact on employees if requested. I've found that to be really interesting because I, I don't know if you know, but Microsoft has a 49% stake in open AI. That that's what, uh, that's the company that has chat GPT. Okay. Okay. So, um, I mean, there was a shakeup with, uh, open AI recently, but, uh, um, I could see why that would be a concern to a union member working at Microsoft. Yeah. I, but I never would have thought of that as being like part of the negotiations. Yeah. They wouldn't just, Oh, by the way, we got to make it so that the AI doesn't replace my, uh, my union or my employees. <laughs> All right. Fairly, drum roll, please. Fairly and empower them. Oh, right. no, you do the drum roll. I, I want to read more around another week. I don't know. Drum roll, but more drum roll. on of the week. week. Moron of the Week, Smile Direct Club. This is a big surprise. Announced that it is winding down its operations with its aligner treatment no longer available to new customers. Existing customers will no longer have access to customer care support through its telehealth program. And Smile Direct Club has ended its lifetime guarantee. Customers on the Smile Pay plan are still required to make all payments until paid in full. And the company has mentioned that more information on refunds will be provided once the bankruptcy process determines next steps. Ah, how do you like them apples? Uh, so they're going bankrupt. So basically they're saying all you people that signed up for life. Oh, well, but all you people that still owe us money. Come on, <laughs> divvy it up. That's what it sounds yeah. like to me. According to market watch. Yeah. I mean, how do you like that? Like <laughs> we're, we're going out of business. Screw you. Unless you owe us money, pay me. <laughs> Like, pay us but that <laughs> thing you signed for life that we were going to fully support you yeah that's gone life yeah that's that's gone but you still yeah. owe us 50 screw, bucks screw you guys but i want my money screw you, screw you guys i'm going home <laughs> don't make don't make me collect the money from you down at the docks right i'm taking my retainer and i'm going home <laughs> In regulation changes, the U.S. Treasury Department is tightening an exemption that allowed some mortgage lenders to offer no-doc loans, a move that comes as part of new regulations governing community development financial institutions. The changes will require CDFIs, like most other lenders, to consider borrowers' ability to repay loans, thereby eliminating the exemption from ability to repay rules for some CDFIs. Additionally, the new rules <laughs> include enhanced scrutiny for CDFIs, offering consumer loans with interest rates above 36%, and a prohibition on selling collection rights to charged off customers' debt. Oh, joyous. I. Yeah, I, I can't believe that after uh, after Dodd Frank, that uh, companies found a loophole to give un underqualified buyers uh, a chance to to get a loan and then uh, go through the same uh, situation that we went through before in the in two thousand. We're gonna have other companies, yeah, we have other companies take out insurance on these mortgages. <laughs> right. Many people won't pay them. Then everybody's gonna want to be cashed out on their their insurance at once. 
I am I am really glad that in 2008, when all the shit hit the fan, that you and I were working together and we had a job where we could just watch it all happen on CNN in real time. <laughs> I do not know how I would have handled that if I had a corporate job. Oh, God, God. I mean, I lost a lot of money, but not nearly as much as if I would have been, you know, a real had a real job or had a real, uh, <laughs> you know, real investments or anything like that. Um, people were, man, people were losing their crap i mean literally <laughs> people were it seems like that was um one in a, in, a, in a long line of since 2008 all the way up till now we've just had like one incredible crazy global thing happen after another and i can't wait to see what's going to happen next it, it never ends i mean really it never ends it just yeah. I, it's so funny because uh you know all the all the boomers talk about how, how great everything is and how easy everything always was. But I mean, I, I can't even think of how many setbacks I've had in my lifetime because of stuff like this, that just mm-hmm. keeps happening in cycles that wipes everybody out. Mm-hmm. And you gotta start over again. I mean, the good news is we almost always bounce back, but how high would the gains have been if we didn't have to dip down first to begin with? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a malfunction, apparently. Private Hal, what is your major malfunction? <laughs> All right. This week. No dice. <laughs> there are no picks because no there dice. is no game to return to. So uh, that uh, that was not worth uh, all the problems I had. <laughs> I did but like to recap. Music. I do too. It reminds to recap. me. First of all, it reminds me of fame. Waiting for it just to kick in. All right, sorry guys. Carbo, you are the undisputed winner. Uh, I, I gambled everything and I did, I did walk away with a profit. So I'm, I'm happy that I was able to turn it around and make up about $15,000. Um, okay. I ended at 102,000 and you were what? 104 or what I go? I'm higher. I haven't checked. Oh no, days. you were 120,000. You had 120,000. You gained, you gained 20% in the short run that we had. So good for you. Where's my money? Where's my money? It's all fake. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> you you know, somebody, really, somebody really thought that was real and be like, well, when, do <laughs> oh, I get my sure. when do I get my big check? <laughs> Going over our picks from last week, Cummins Inc. That um that is up. So that that was a good pick on me. Lululemon. It is insane how much money Lululemon gains. Did you did you look at this? I haven't. I haven't. I'll be honest. I bought 25 shares of Lululemon since right. Thursday, and I am up $1,200 $1, on 25 shares. Like okay. that, it, it exploded mm. after everyone called it washed up, and you and I did the same. But mm-hmm. um, uh, Molson Coolers didn't check, don't really care. Akamai Technologies, that's up marginally. Didn't check in Expedia at all because we didn't pick it. But uh, mm-hmm. this is a good opportunity to take the time to tell you, that, like we said last week, we are going to be off for the holidays. 
Yes. And when we return on January the 9th, we will be restarting our game. So uh, join our Patreon and you can uh, play with the next round that is starting on January the 9th. You can get a hundred thousand fake dollars and a hundred thousand dollars fake credit to compete with us to see who can make the most money for our next game cycle. When the next game starts, are we going from zero, starting all our picks all over again, or are we keeping what we already have? We're starting completely over. All right. So it, it's a great opportunity for everyone to come in and play at level ground. So join our Patreon and play against us. Okay. Before we jump into a question that we got from a listener, oh, uh, I did want to um, say if you are a listener and you enjoy our show, please tell a friend and please rate us on whatever podcatcher service that you are using. So from a listener, uh, they asked us what we think about the company Extract One. It used to be called Patriot One. Mm-hmm. Carbo, are you familiar with this company at all? I was not until today, until I was asked. So Patriot One, now Extract One, they make um, they make hardware for de- determining if you are a threat by sensing if you have a weapon on your person or in your bag. Um, and just a few highlights of what they've done in the past six months. Uh, growth and platform operating segment. They experienced an, an substantial, substantial increase in the total contract value of new bookings on their platform. Uh, strategic investment and partnerships. They've re- uh, received $13.4 million from Madison Square Garden Sports Corp. Uh, partnership with Oakview Group. They announced a strategic partnership with the Oakview Group, leading to the introduction of a new uh, patron screening technology at multiple properties. Uh, they have contracts with sports and entertainment companies and venues like SAP Center and Tech CU Arena. Uh, they've expanded into new markets and new verticals, including schools, healthcare facilities, and public sector buildings. This took a lot of research. <laughs> uh, they have partnerships with the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs, partnerships with the American Association of Professional Baseball, which sounds like a really big deal, but it's really like 13 teams or something like that for for that uh, that league. Uh, international expansion and contracts. They're trying to grow on a global uh, organ- organization level. Partnership with Kansas City Current. Um, they're with uh, the National Women's Soccer League in Kansas City at CPCK Stadium. And partnership with Community Health Network. Uh, the Community Health Network, they are uh, providing Protect Key Hospital locations for safety and security. Uh, I have actually owned this stock as Patriot One. I bought it for over a dollar a share i can't remember the exact cost but it was over a dollar a share and it dropped down to 50 cents or so yes uh after i sold it at 50 cents it jumped back up to a dollar a share and uh right now it's at about 50 cents so Mm -hmm. i am not a fan of this company uh i've been burnt by it before and it seems like they uh they just go 
when they do go up, they come right back down. Mm-hmm. I do see in the six month report that I put together that, um, that they do, they have increased to other markets, but my personal opinion is, uh, I, I really thought with the, the Mandalay Bay incident, this would really come into, mm-hmm. um, into use in Vegas. And I know casinos were mm-hmm. using it, but I didn't see any growth in the company after that unfortunate event, which was horrific. But if any event would inspire uh, mm-hmm. a lot of security, I would have thought it would have been something like that. So because this company has not had any growth, I, um, I do not see this being something that I would invest in. I, I don't think I would either merely just, to me, it's just a, a penny stock. I mean, I every time I've ever bought anything around that price point, I've gotten burned. You know, so I've had some stocks that have literally gone down to like, like fractions of cents. <laughs> I have a lot. I've I have. I have some stocks in my portfolio right now that are zero point zero zero, and I can't even sell them because I would have to call somebody up, right, and then pay a transaction fee just to get rid of it so i can mm-hmm. stop looking at it so, i just want to uh, delete it i don't want to delete it from my uh from my app i, I know i just want to i just want to stop reminding myself of that horrible decision yeah. you know yeah. it's like the walk of shame you know you have to you have to forever be dragging that burden behind you and <laughs> every time I, you look I at really, it. oh yeah that was that 50 bucks i could have used a lot i could have done that done something with that 50 bucks yeah, i, 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 I could have drank that money yeah. you yeah. know I like i got more out of it you know? yeah yeah, like I, I just, I, I want to be unburdened from that, and instead, I'm constantly reminding myself what a piece of shit I am from investing in horrible companies. That's why you got to try to sell it before it gets it dips down to fractions <laughs> right. of cents, even if it's ten cents. You know, you got to try to sell it. Yep, lesson learned. Hey, stock gamblers, are you ready to up the ante on your investing journey? Join us on Patreon. As a patron, you'll get exclusive access to bonus episodes where we dive deeper into the risky, high-reward world of stock market gambling. But that's not all. You'll also be part of our close-knit community where we share extended shows and behind-the-scenes content. Plus, your support on Patreon helps us keep the podcast running and the investment ideas flowing. Don't miss out. Become a Stock Gambler's patron today, and let's ride the market roller coaster together patreon.com backslash stock gamblers and now we'll check in on the experts and analyze their picks carbo motley fool oh they didn't um i think when we recorded last week it was a thursday so we used their thursday pick for last week's show so this week they don't have an official pick but they did have an article uh, kind of reinforcing what we already said about NVIDIA. So although not an official pick, NVIDIA's latest quarter earnings report has left shareholders both elated and cautious as the company achieved remarkable year-over-year revenue growth of 206% with gross profits and net profit margins, resembling those of a software company rather than a chip manufacturer. The report showcased NVIDIA's revenue of $18.1 billion, resulting in $9.2 billion in net profit, demonstrating its impressive financial performance driven by strong demand for its GPUs, particularly its HGX platform optimized for generative AI. However, two key challenges loom on the horizon. 
regulatory risks associated with the U.S. export controls on advanced AI-capable chips to China, and increased competition from AMD, which recently introduced products that could rival NVIDIA's offerings in processing powers for enterprise applications and AI models. Despite these challenges, NVIDIA is expected to maintain its innovation edge and create long-term value for shareholders, although its stock may remain volatile. Everybody's still uh, still in love with NVIDIA. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to Barron's. They, as well, do not have official picks, but they were all too happy to email me about a uh, buy now alert. So their first being Broadcom reporting third quarter earnings and revenue that exceeded expectations, leading an analyst to express optimism for the semiconductor company's future. Benchmark analyst Cody Acri raised his price target to $1,106 and highlighted Broadcom's strong position in the AI market. Summit Insight Group analyst uh, Kinjai Chan upgraded the stock to buy, anticipating that new product cycles will drive financial success in the second half of 2024. In addition to strong financial performance, Broadcom raised its dividend by 14%, further boosting investors' confidence in the company's prospects because all people can think about is AI. <laughs> Another one of Barron's uh, stock buy alerts was for HCA Healthcare, the largest publicly traded provider of healthcare in the U.S., is considered to be a buy due to its scale favorable demographic trends, and strong business model. The company's regional approach, adding nearby hospitals and healthcare facilities, allows it to keep patients within its network and gain market share in its regions. HCA's scale gives it negotiating power with payers and strong profit margins, and it is expected to see per share profit growth, potentially driving the stock price higher than 2024. I have previously lost my butt on uh, a hospital called Renova um, that went down to, I believe, zero, and uh, I do not invest in medical anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Carbonara, your picks, please. Okay, my first pick, I'm going to go with Roblox. This um, the amazing thing about this online gaming platform is that its users are not aging out. Typically, gaming platforms cater to a select crowd, and once they hit a certain age, then they move on to the next thing. Not so much with Roblox. Even today, I was at work, and I was watching a 7th grader student playing with Roblox, along with some high school students also playing along. The company only went public in March of 2021, and this past March, the share price dipped down far enough where it hasn't fully recovered yet. So maybe now is the time to actually take it out and take a look at it. Now for my second pick, kind of just randomly decided that I was hungry, and I decided I was going to go with everyone's favorite ginger, Wendy. Given that all the changes with McDonald's, I'm kind of hoping for a little bit of uh, kind of a rising water effect to pull some of the lesser known fast food places. Is, uh, with it. I've always been a big fan of Wendy's, uh, much more than McDonald's, even though their fries are never really as good as Mickey D's. So why buy their stock? Well, it's only 19 bucks a share. And, you know, being the moron that I am, what could possibly happen? Buy it. Why not? It's not exactly an untested company. Everybody loves Wendy's. 
And if you're wrong, everyone will forget because we're gone for three or four weeks. Well, the listeners that will listen right away will go out and buy Wendy's. My uh, my last pick or my pick from last week was McDonald's, and um, on a hundred shares, I earned six hundred dollars. So uh, not not too bad. I was pretty happy with that. Okay. Now to get a hundred shares, you would have spent twenty nine thousand dollars, but to make that six hundred dollars, but hey, <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, for my picks, I, I only have one. I was trying to think about what happens during this time of year. And right now everything is all about shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, the latest news about FedEx is primarily centered around, uh, significant legal challenges. The company is facing, uh, a former delivery contractor for FedEx has filed a lawsuit against them, alleging unfair treatment and abusive, deceptive practices that violate U.S. anti-racketeering law. So wow. they're out. <laughs> the next one I was thinking about was UPS. And right now they're involved in a significant labor dispute. Mm-hmm. Initially, UPS had fired about 35 newly organized workers, which led to a strong response from the Teamsters Union that represents U.S. workers at UPS. Um, so they're out and also big mistake for screwing with the teamsters. Um, <laughs> next I thought, well, who can, who else competes with FedEx and, and UPS? So I looked at DHL and they're involved in a labor dispute at their main U S air hub where more than 1,100 newly organized DHL express workers represented by the Teamsters Union, went on to strike at the Cincinnati Northern Kentucky International Airport protesting unfair labor practices. So um, you really have to give it to the labor organizers. They know exactly when to uh, mm-hmm. when to strike. Good for them. Um, <laughs> so that led me to XPO Logistics. They have recently made st- significant strategic moves, most notably winning a bid to purchase a 28 ser- or 28 service centers from the bankrupt Yellow Corp for $870 million, which I believe we talked about on this show. Um, this acquisition, which was part of a larger auction involving multiple companies, is aimed at expanding XPO's footprint and enhancing its less than truckload transportation capabilities in North America. In terms of operational performance, XPO reported an increase in shipments in November, though lower shipment weights slightly reduced tonnage. Despite the soft freight market, the company is experiencing yield growth exceeding expectations and is implementing financial strategies to support this expansion. These include a $870 million credit agreement and plans for a $585 million in private offering of senior unsecured notes, alongside seeking commitments for $400 million in senior secured debt. The acquisition is expected to positively impact XPO's earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization, (laughs) Uh, but may dilute adjusted earnings per share in the short term with an anticipated positive effect on adjusted EPS in 2025. So I believe that uh, they're poised to, you know, although they don't do door-to-door delivery, I I think they're poised to take a a bigger part of the market. And um, I'm looking at this company here for this time of year. Awesome. Okay. Put you down for that one. 
is going to do it for this week of Stock Gamblers. Again, we're taking a break from uh, from now until January the 9th. <laughs> so we hope you all have a great holiday. Thank you for listening. And, um, you know, we, we wish you nothing but the best. And, and thank you for coming along with us on this journey. So Season 2 starts January 9th. Uh, become a patron and, and, you know, test your merit up against ours for the virtual stock market. Stock Gamblers is hosted, written, and produced by Chris Carbonara and George Howell. Special thanks to our Patreon supporters like Don Riom. You make this show possible. To write us, you can email us at stockgamblershow at gmail.com. Come hit us up for that, uh, that special analysis like we did for Extract One. And you can find out more information about our show at stockgamblers.net, including where you can subscribe to our podcast and where you can provide a one-time donation. If you find value in our show, please consider joining our Patreon for just $5 a month. Just $5 a month. A cup of coffee for each of us. You can help support us and gain access to our bonus content, as well as test your stock skills by playing against us in our own virtual stock market exchange. Thank you for listening and keep gambling. gambling. Happy Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Bah humbug. Happy Festivus. A holiday for the rest of us. for the rest of us. (laughs) I got a lot of problems with you people. It ain't over till you pin your old man. (laughs) This has been a Winning Moon production.